to the Four Jack Podcast. Welcome back to the Four Jack Podcast, brought to you by Jackson Labs, the brand consultants that we trust to get our brand going in the right direction. And it's the brand consultants you should trust to do the same. So go check them out at jacksonlabs.com. Ho! Oh, uh, conclusion here at the Genesis Invitational Tigers Tournament. Tigers Tournament that he didn't show up till till Saturday. But Rawr. regardless of that, a huge win. Huge second win for Max Homa on the PGA Tour. A uh, thrilling playoff victory over Tony Finau, who is now... I don't know. We can get into that in a second. Let's just go around the horn first and say hello who's with us tonight. Codes, what's up, dude? Right now, the way I'm feeling, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. And then that was the same kind of emotion I was feeling when I watched Max Homa tell us that he was intimidated to say hi to Tiger during the week. But then I wanted to cry because he's finally going to meet his idol and be able to shake his hand with the utmost confidence. I'm happy to be here, man. How the heck are you? I'll be honest. I'm really lovely. I played some golf this weekend. Fucking met a little bud. We'll get into that. Actually, fuck. I'll get into it right now before I talk to Tom. Caught, oh, yeah. a sneak, caught a sneaky nine, actually, yesterday. Went out to McCleary to hit some balls. Caught a beautiful day, actually. Line up at the range. I'm like, I don't know if I want to sit and wait in line here. I was just chipping and putting. I'm like, fuck, I wonder what the chances are of me getting out right now. Jammed all the time. Go into the shop. I'm like, yo, man, I'm like, is there any chance? I'm like, you can go right. He's like, you can go right now. I just had a single cancel. You can go out with these guys. Shout out to David and Ryan. Let me join up with the group. And uh, Josh, the other dude, Josh. Sick little day out there. Finally saw the greens in McCleary. Mint. Mint. Rolling pure. Fucking three wiggled all over that place. Hit the ball like God fucking three wiggled every single fucking No, not quite, but good day. Good day. And then hit some balls today. So, you know, things were rolling. But uh, we don't need to your yammer on about my fucking shitty golf game. Tombo, how are we? Here? I would be willing to let you yammer on about your shitty golf game. It was I'm good. Honest. Like, I like hearing this. It's getting me excited because I'm uh, yeah, about to head out to the desert here in a week and a half play a little golf myself and it's nice to hear that you've been out there getting a little nine action emergency nine um excited to be here going through my own wave of emotions right now right like love this city one thing i've i'm supposed to talk about the stickers that have been let's say giving them to other people to put up around the city because i don't want that to come back on me but yeah how many of those you've given away Give around, give away around ten right now. How's the right? ambush just, marketing going? I gotta find where Adam Sandler lives, and I'm gonna just pepper the hell out of his whole street with four jack stickers. So when he comes back to New York, he sees that, and then kind of can put that together with all the messages I've been sending him to come on the pod. Um, but one of the things that I do want to touch on that I've like learned about life living here is like people in New York when they watch TV always have subtitles on. And that's not really something that, like, I've ever really noticed anywhere else in life. But, like, literally everybody that I've met here that has a TV and we're watching something, like, they have subtitles on it. And I've, I've thoroughly grown to appreciate subtitles because it's, like, there's a lot of shit that goes on in movies and TV shows that, like, you kind of don't really hear. But, like, it's nice to read it. And then, like, when it comes to lyrics and songs, 
Like I've never been good at them. I have a lot of ex-girlfriends that would know like, yeah, when I start singing songs, like I get lost in the sauce and like start saying the wrong words. And like, yeah, it's been nice reading what goes on on the TV. I'm fully converted. Subtitles for life. Yeah, you've never stricken me as a guy who would remember lyrics to songs. No. Yeah, I kind of just make up my own lyrics, to be honest with See, you. This is such a funny topic that you're saying with the subtitles, because I was listening to Dr. Drew the other day, and he was like, why is there, like, the sign language guys, like, you know, give, like giving these speeches? Like, did they not know that TVs have closed captioning? Like, why, why do we need those guys? Like, is there that many deaf people in that, in that, like, community of people in front of them, that audience in front listening, that they need the sign language dude are we living in like 1982 where there's no cc <laughs> no i thought you were referencing 1982 because there was a lot of deaf people no just because tvs were shit whatever <laughs> let's not talk about shitty tvs and fucking closed captioning we want to talk about fucking max home is fucking huge win dog uh fan favorite podcaster fantastic guy super relatable grinder grew up at a public track grew up just down the road in valencia california Favorite track in the world, wins it at Riv, fuck yeah, dude, with legit shot of the week, stymied up against that tree. Yeah, he left the door wide open for Tony, to be honest with you. I thought he locked it up when he hit that shot on 18 into three feet, and then I, I could see Tony watching over his shoulder. I think he was praying that, like, please, Max, don't make this, right? And then he that ball went halfway down into the hole and spit out the other side and then stuck against that tree i'm like surely today has to be tony Finau's day right surely today should have been sam burns's day after he was leading wire to wire to the fucking 14th hole that was brutal yeah, that was a tough one for the kid that just goes to show the men like yeah, Chucky, three sticks, finish last. Yeah, golf is tough. Tough look. Sure, golf is for everyone, but everyone who plays it know that knows that golf is just one of the most fickle bitches. Notice how I said that, and that came out, and it reminded me of a movie. What is it? Bitches. You guys know what? Rounders, right? Mm. Amalien, right? Pushes all the chips. And it's just such a fickle game that you can have it going for 66 holes, and flare one out a little bit, she gone. All of a sudden, you think you can't hit a golf ball straight again. Crazy. I think it was a real letdown as well, the fact that we didn't get to see kind of the duel between uh, Burns and DJ. I think that's kind of what today was supposed to be touted as, like uh, the number one versus the guy that's never won, who's a similar game to DJ, power game, solid player. He's been in contention so many times lately, and it's like, man, like you could really step into this role right now, like make a mark, beat the world number one, and take like you know an elevated status event, Tiger's tournament. This would be great. And then just to leave it wide open like that on the back, and it was it was it was a floodgate of guys like had the chance there. Like I called this morning on Twitter, I was like, I think it's gonna be a four way playoff, and I think I said Cam Smith was gonna win just because I love his mullet. I want him to win. Did you call that on Twitter? I did. I called a four-way wow. playoff this morning. I got I got to follow us. <sighs> you yeah, probably should jump yeah. on there. I, I, I just purely, I, I made that pick purely because I love what Cam has done. And we were kind of talking about this off air. Until he cuts his hair, I'm replacing him as my Sungjae pick. He is now my new boy. That fucking mullet, dude, is the best thing I've ever seen. Because purely, like... 
living in Australia, like you see a lot of that. Like I, I made another tweet saying Bogans will rejoice if he wins this. And he is the pure fucking definition of a dirty Bogan. Like What's I've, a Bogan? Redneck. Aussie redneck. <laughs> okay. Like I've seen that kind of tradey guy standing at the service station in the morning at six in the morning, filling up his car in Ugg boots, footy shorts, a high-vis tank top, pit viper shades, crushing a fucking servo pie or a sausage roll and just ready to roll for the day. Same mullet, same look, dirty stash. That's another thing, actually. How the fuck did you not put Cam Smith on your list of mustache warriors? My mustache warriors, yeah. Mustache warriors came in last again. <laughs> I should have taken Tom over some of my other picks. Unbelievable. Because do you know that I like to show... Like you talk about how it was supposed to be pitted up, Sam Smith versus number one, where I like it, what it turned into was a pit of people who rarely win, right? That's way like kind of, sure, we didn't have that number one, screw DJ, right? He's always firing, he'll be back and so on and so forth. But to see that sort of cream at that place, like they mentioned how tough of a golf course Riv is and how Max did it, and but you wanted Tony to win. I didn't. Top I wanted 10, him to get like top two because I picked him. Or like, you know, top five. I, I'll always pick him because he pads your stats. But uh, I don't hey, think he's going to win. no matter what. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I just, like, I heard a good line about Riv saying that it is the best golf course on the worst piece of land. And you look at that, like, there's no water. There's, it's, it's not a great, it's not a great piece of land. But it's this amazing golf course that they firm the fuck out of that is legitimately difficult. Like, distance was completely taken out of the game this week. And it opened up the door to so many guys. Like, I mean, look at the winner. Max has been playing very well lately. And he put together a ball-striking clinic today to go out there and shoot 66. Simple conditions. Like it wasn't windy like yesterday, but still, like, fucking gritty wind, dude. Loved it. Can we talk you said about you had the wind oh. yesterday? Oops, sorry, Coates. The wind yesterday was insane. Did you see Keegan Bradley's putt that he hit on 10 that went It's the best thing I've seen feet? all week past the hole into the yeah that was insane i rescind my statement that was the shot of the week <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was the best you said that you and parks had lunch with someone who told you about how to play that shot that one or kept him in that tournament so, so shoot, jeff mcgregor who's actually on the pod this week on thursday so check that one out he came in from whistler this week or he went up to whistler coming back Booked his flight home for this afternoon at 3 o'clock, shows up to the airport at 1, realizes that he booked it for March 21st because it's a Sunday as well. Oops. So we went and picked Oops. him up from the airport, went to BP's, watched some golf, and uh, this, the, when that Max hit that shot, I was like, God, he's going to cry. Like, he's going to ball. Like, this is a moment where he goes, fuck, I messed up. I can't win my favorite fucking tournament. The shooter's sitting there going, nah, man, just, just trap it right down. He'll smother and he'll come right out. Park's like, oh, you're fucking nuts. Sure enough, hits it, and then they show it in slow-mo, and it's like, boop, 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 click, just exactly what he fucking said. And I was like, oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that shot is there. It's fucking incredible. He's yeah, your like, new swing it, coach. Alan Riley, get out of the way. Shooter's in town. Track man boy. Yeah, says speaking he's, of says he's dialed in. How about Dude. that Happy Gilmore, Shooter McGavin viral video that went out? Like, that was... Shooter McGavin, yeah, that video Crazy. of Shooter was nuts. Crazy. It was actually stunning, the fact that that, like, blew up so big. Loved it. 25 Loved years. It. Unbelievable. 
the crazy part about Max's shot actually was his distance control on that. Like, I think it'd be super easy to like pump that one over the green into that bunker. Like, you know, just do anything because you're trying to trap it and not hit the tree trunk. Like, yeah, hats off to that guy given the pressure, missing a three foot putt to win the tournament to come out into Stymieville. I I was going to say, I think that's a pretty good bounce back after he fucking smothered that putt on 18. He fucking shot the face so hard. That thing was, I'm amazed it even hit the hole. There was some pressure. He gave that the chloroform grip for sure on that. Like he smothered that face. Especially after your two buddies drain their putts for birdie too, right? Like, yeah, that was a tough look, but Hey, pulled it, pulled it through. Pulled it off and huge win. You know, and like, what is that going to do for Max moving forward? A guy who, like we said, has been playing so well as of late. Like, he's not a world number one or, you know, top 10 player. But like, does he have the ability to be in the top five? You know, is this going to open up the floodgates? Codes? No. You're going to call it now. No, it's not going to open up the floodgates. But I'll tell you what, there's too many nice people on tour. You're really seeing like just when just like nice golf, even though Sam Smith or whatnot had a little, but there is players rising from every direction where Max was the cream just because he happened to be pitted up against Tony, right? And others kind of fell or whatnot. But like, yeah, I think like, where's JT? Where's, where's Rory? Where's, you know what I mean? Like the masters is around the corner. I think everyone gearing up, it'll be interesting coming here into April for sure. Tough to win on tour. I agree. Um, Do we want to give any honorable mention to Jordan Spieth for actually like continuing to play reasonable golf? His renaissance. <laughs> reasonable. Yeah, like he, T15, shout out, my Great man. Great And you know what? He was, what was he? He was in the top five after Friday and probably midway through Saturday. He's still in the top 10. Like he looked really solid. He did lose his chipping a little bit today. Um, and the, putt, the thing is with Jordan, he's going to be an elite ball striker with the irons. But if he's not dropping putts, it's going to he's going to struggle. Like he makes a lot of fucking putts when he's feeling it. Like, I mean, what was it on Friday? He made Thursday or Friday. I think it was three. 25 plus foot putts it's like okay so you're saving at least three strokes there maybe maybe more you know if he's not making those he's done i got a lot of buddies talking about going heel up just like you this year just want you to know that seeing a lot of people on tour going heel up you've been doing it for years shout out cpa is going heel up never letting that thing touch the ground i've been going heel down lately actually oh my that's why i've been shit like maybe I've been trying to do a little bit of table topping, so it's not been working too well. But we're trying. I got a question for you, C Pays. Is on. a putter fitting? You guys are going for a little bit of a tailor made outing. Yeah. You got a putter? You yeah. eyeing up a new putter, maybe? We are meeting up with Lance from TaylorMade, getting a little fitting done here. We're going to shoot some content, but um, I don't know if the putter's going to be. I hope the putter's coming out, to be honest, because I, I desperately need one. Like what are you working on then there? What are you getting thrown out? Are you hitting some irons, driver? Like I'm what's going, going all the on? way through the bag. Uh, I've been rocking some gear that's a little bit dated other than my driver. That, to be fair, which has been banging. So I don't know if that needs to be changed just yet. But like banging. <laughs> hit some yesterday. I don't know I was that like, Sim oh, wow. 2 might. <sighs> it might. It might. Totally. Just hit some yesterday. I was like, oh, man, that was sneaky good. 
Nice to outdrive some guys. Yeah, nice feeling. Um, yeah, fuck. I don't know. Tough to say. Really tough to say what could happen here. But uh, let's go back to Riv for a sec here because I do want to cover. Uh, it, it was I, okay. I get it. It was a story. I, I, I totally understand it. But the McCumber talk about how much his nail came off and how much he was battling through the pain. I was like, after Dottie did it the sixth time, told us about it. I'm like, all right, it's a fucking fingernail. Let's move on from this. He's got it bandaged up. He cut the finger off of his glove. I know that hurts. And good on him for battling through. But like, you know, Tom, you said earlier tonight, you know, Tiger won a major with a broken leg. Are, are we going to compare this? Are we going to give it the same amount of airtime? Definitely shouldn't. No. Codes? I'm just trying to think if I've ever hurt myself at a golf course and nothing nothing comes to mind off the top of my off the top of my head. Have you guys ever been injured? Bad wrist injury maybe, like from jamming up against something, but nothing that bad. Probably still play. I had chronic back pain for most of my life, so I mean I've dealt with that. Chronic, 100%. Chronic. 100%. <laughs> to be honest, I can't even I'm not even thinking about my golf related. I'm just thinking about nails and I do remember a time in my life where my skates were a little too small and my big toenail died and I was on my way to the Dane Cook comedy show at uh, the old Rexall place there in Edmonton and my toenail fell off while there and that was like one of the weirdest feelings ever is seeing like your finger toe whatever just like totally naked in that sense where there's like the nail is no longer there and it's like oh my goodness so yeah nothing golf related but just that's a story that came to mind a story that came to mind that we haven't covered yet that's driving me up the fucking wall that literally like I was furious about the only reason why I went and played golf yesterday why the fuck didn't the tour let those guys play in the wind? Okay, I know a piece of TV equipment came down. I know. I, I get that. There's safety issues there. But, like, these guys are hanging out on the range. They're laying down. You know, Morikawa is bringing out pizza for the boys. Rombo smashes it. And it's like, God, come on. Like, this is not that bad. Yes, the scoring was high. But, like, let them play. Just, we want carnage. As a viewer, let it happen. Like, why not? I agree. Wouldn't let NHL players play on bad ice. That is true. They didn't let them do it in Tahoe. They had to start the game up at midnight, which is pretty wild. Did they really? Yeah. Same, same kind of, right? When the Oilers used to play Dallas in the playoffs, again, a long time ago and times have changed, right? I remember Dallas's ice would always get super soft and there was big complaints, but 97, 2021, and it's like a whole new world out there. Yeah, just a touch, but. Nonetheless, it's like, come on, like you can let these guys play. And this is, I, I, we'll quickly touch on this anyways, like, as Mike Wan was hired on as the new CEO of the USGA this, this week. Now, imagine he's given that situation with that wind at a U.S. Open track. Are they going to stop play? What, what would happen there? Mike wouldn't let it happen, I don't think. I guess, can we, what was the wind running at, I guess, like, first 25 and 25 to 30 miles an hour. Like, if it was a British Open... They'd play. They'd be playing. They did stop it in 2015 when Jordan won, but they did resume. But... Slight stoppage. But, I mean, that was happened that when he was many times. For his ball? Maybe. 
I'm just kidding. I think I think you can attest to this. I think you played in worse conditions in a playing ability test at Alberta Springs where it was those it was so wet and you had to take drops like 50 yards of piece from one another and people were still playing and it's like these the wind kicks up here things get a little bit sideways let's just put it on suspension for a little bit boys you don't need to be playing in that and it's just That's yeah baby. not that carnage comes but yeah let him shoot 82 let him yeah. get wet a little yeah let him get out there just see what happens yes i get Play the golf. balls were like legitimately blowing off the greens but it's like hey man That's mark tough. your ball get up there and put a stamp on it yeah because, like, look at what happened to J.B. Holmes. Like, his blue away. He didn't have it marked. So, it's like, yeah, you got to play it there, man. Sorry. Put a stamp down. He's standing there looking at his ball. It's like, man, you can go and mark that. And yeah, we can cozy. move forward with things. If you really mm -hmm. need to like, make sure it doesn't move, if, I mean, you might fuck up your putt. But, like, yeah, just push on your ball a bit. And just get a little mark there to sit there. Just push <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> I got you spinning it in the rough like VJ would, putting a little top spin so it kicks, and then just putting a little imprint so your ball's sticking everywhere. <laughs> well, just so it doesn't move. Yeah, just a it's little fine. dimple, nothing too yeah, serious. A little half a dimp. It's all yeah. right. And I'm sure JB Holmes and Keegan Bradley are probably wishing a couple other guys got to feel that wrath after like 100%. You know? 100%. I agree. Um, you, you know what I'm not Hollywood. feeling the wrath about? Sure, go ahead. Why people are getting so kicked up about wearing a sweater that has a hood on it. Dude, I really like these hoodies that these guys are wearing out there. They look sick. Like Adidas stuff looks nice. I like any hoodie. How about that? I like I like any hoodie on the track. Why not? I definitely like that one that says golf from the Goat Track Social Club that is featured in our latest Instagram post for sure. I like that one. I just need to touch on that. I need, this is why it sucks being a part is just, you just run out of content. And then I put that picture up cause I saw it and I was like, oh, that's nice. Nice picture of the four of us. And then you just scroll down. And since we do like a limited follow us on Instagram, we do a couple pictures and that red crew neck that we sold. It's like, we just passed it amongst ourselves. We got Parks in it. We got me in it. We got me in it. We got people. There's that red crew. It's just so funny, but you know, we don't make that golf sweater anymore. Tomcat. She gone. Bring that shit back. Um, I did want to pose this question to you guys. Uh, I was listening to Andy Johnson and Jeff Ogilvie on the fried egg this week. And I, do we, do we have anything more to cover on the Genesis before I continue? DJ just hitting it all over the place today is all sure. I want to say. That's it. Poor show. Didn't, but didn't someone win a handful of Genesis cars or Hondas or something like that? Like just, um, KH Lee. Got the full round trip, three of them, in Korea, here, and another event. Cleaned up, and and he had he had the ace, and then he had another jug. Like I think he had three jugs this week. And like it was just sweet ridiculous. sugar Dunkington. Yes, yeah. Um, oh, I did have something else I want to cover there. Yeah, I, I, DJ was disappointing to watch, to be honest with you, and. But, okay, let's cover this, and then we're, we can be done with Genesis. Can we just cover Tony really quickly? <laughs> we'll cover Tony. That's Tony's 10th runner-up finish since his last win at the Puerto Rico Open and 37th top 10 since 2017. I believe, I, I, yeah, lots of money. I get it. He's making it. He's making progress, sure. But, like, eventually you got to close the door, man. Like, are you going to be known as the guy that just always shows up and then never does anything? I, I feel like he's just not... And he was very gracious in his interview afterwards. Like he was, 
hey man, that's, that's good. Like you're staying positive. That's great. But like, hey man, it's time for you to grab the bull by the horns and fucking close the door. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my It could have been very easy for him to break down in tears like Max Homa did, to be quite honest with you. So I do have a lot of respect for him for how he handled it. And you can definitely tell there's some growing resentment because he does not want to be that guy, right? Like, you know that, that like, yeah, it's, it's I he, hope he, he gets was that guy done, 10 Tony starts ago. A, yeah, he was that guy 10 starts <laughs> ago. I'd like to see it because he is a good dude and he seems like, I think it was Cassandra Meyer episode. I don't know which one, but she just like, who's your favorite PGA Tour player? And it was Tony Finau because he's such a great dude. So like from one great dude to another, I guess I just called myself a great dude, which maybe I should well, have. Like, uh, don't be, don't be so humble. Appreciate that. Yeah. But like, I'd like to see Tony do it. Cause like, yeah, we're always trying to break through to the next level. And like, as we know, it can be challenging, but like, yeah, you just like to see it happen rather than like, I'm happy for Max Homa. Cause I think it means a little more to him to win at Riv. I think it would have been great for Tony to win at Riv rather than the Puerto Rico open for the confidence. But I'd really love to know what Cody thinks about this. You mentioned profit and I forget what profit said this, but I think it, the line went along something as they don't want you to win. And I don't know who they is, but I feel like the same people are saying that to Tony and Tony. It's not that, you know, Tony wants to win, but they don't want Tony to win. And I'm tired of seeing Tony not win. Like this guy was pushed up against a tree and this guy's telling you to go smother hooded wedge underneath to keep the thing going. Like that's when Tony like shit, like it shouldn't have been, it shouldn't have been anything like Tony had it and people just find like people just hit like golf shots, right? Like that's, that's golf baby. Right. But I don't think it's a matter of like Tony not being like able to do it. Cause I think like, yeah. Tony, he's so good. He's so, he's he played well. Good. Dude, he shot 64 today. Like, let's not kid ourselves. That was a phenomenal final round. It, it seriously was incredible. So you can't take anything away from it. But I'll give him second. Like, totally. <laughs> I'm not going to give him first. Like, you didn't win, bro. You had it. The guy was stymied. You should have fucking put it tighter on 10. That's it. Like, you got to close that door. You didn't do it. Yeah. That's it. You had a perfect lie, man. Yeah, I guess if you go back to like then what you do in order to like do things and that's where it's I don't have that because you mentioned like showing up to a golf course and not doing like getting it done. Like that's 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 my like that's what I do. I show up. I don't really get much done out there. So like Tony, like on the par five, he puts it over into the left and then he has to play that huge hook around instead of going for the par five clean in two like Cam Smith did. Now he's got to hook it around and that like, you, yeah, you should be on the right side of the fairway. You shouldn't be in the left rough and giving yourself that that's, but as the commentator said, I forget too, it's tough to hit the ball straight when your club head speed is like 130 miles an hour. But yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, but before we get into what I want to cover really quickly with you guys, we'll just go over this week with some picks. Uh, I did clean up. I beat Tom's fucking streak boys. I did it. Finally knocked him off the pedestal. It's a nice Good. feeling. Yeah, congrats. I, we my were man. gonna force you if you did win this week. You were going to be, you know, putting a hard scarf and being told that you need to put a hundred bucks down like every week until the, the money dries up. Well, 
congrats he pays like a, you know all good runs come to an end and i would i'm happy to lose to a guy that pays as much attention to golf as you rather than cody's mustache picks right like if coach that, had it and not saying that they weren't good it just like yeah like what do you mean by that out of curiosity <laughs> yeah. why don't you just touch on that a little bit more yeah. while you have the floor yeah it's just like c pays I, I know he's a data man i know you are as well but like you pick more qualitative metrics to base it on like who's got a good broom Definitely right some different, and just different like metrics brooms golf correlation does not equal causation um i really don't know what i'm getting at here codes to be quite honest with you i was just trying to give c pays a little bit of a, a I was, stroke confidence i was going for a bit of a different kind of sweeper yeah a winning Mullet. sweep so then i can't wait to tell you about the metrics that i use to pick this week's Workday is it? It's the workday, right? WGC a concession. This supposed to be WGC Mexico. Uh, we do have two events this week. We do have a uh, off field event or other field event uh, going on in Puerto Rico. We got the cursed event. We don't forget whoever wins this event, they might be uh, facing the same thing that uh, Tony has been facing for quite some time. So maybe a lot of guys will just. No. Top tens and top tens and big checks. Yeah, yeah. People will just be handing it to the guy. It'll be like a 10, 10 way playoff, and you, you have it. Go ahead. <laughs> like, I don't want that action. I don't need that smoke in my life. Imagine if Tony went back to the Puerto Rico Open because he's like, you know what? I won that. He let's, should. Let's go win that this week. That should be what he conquers. Yeah. Yes. That's my challenge to you, Tony Fino. Go win the Puerto Rico Open this week. Shout out, Tony. Go and do it, buddy. Um, okay, well, let's get into some picks anyways. Um, do you want me to start as the winner? Yep. Or do you guys want to go first? <laughs> you like started you off start. with... Uh, fired up. Okay, okay, yeah. let's do it. Uh, I'm going to start with WGC Concession. Just all big boy. I mean, it's the top 50 in the world. No cut event. It's just a, it's a free-for-all. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going, I'm going big read. I'm going to go cheater. I feel like he uh, he might come out hot. DJ, wow. uh, I'm going to go back to my boy Tyrrell, Mr. Hatton, and uh, I'm going to go with the silent assassin, Patrick Cantley. Those are some good picks, tough to beat. Yeah. Let's go through the WGC first, and then we can move on to Puerto Rico. Uh, Tom, what do you got there for me? Yeah, I got a couple picks for you. I think uh, I'm going dark horses now. I think that's where we're going. At a WGC? Um, <laughs> well, that's not pretty even wild. Really- they can't be too dark horsey because they're all top 50, to be quite honest with you. But uh, I'm going to go my first pick, Mr. Will Zalatoris. Are you on the Zalatoris train now? I think so. I think he's Sick. my Sung J.M. Sick. Right? Like, I, I don't know why. I just like that last name, Zalatoris. It's like, it's, I don't know. It just calls my name. And he's been playing well, so he's trending up. And I think he's going to have a win coming soon. And I'd like the four jack podcast to be the first to call that we will um next pick we're gonna go with mr victor hovland sneaky final round today yeah like he played well last year i know wgc was in mexico so i I, my my metrics totally different metrics this year no elevation sea level maybe even below sea level (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah, that's there's a flaw to my system, and we're really gonna get weird when we get to the players because yeah, didn't happen last year, so we don't really have anything to base it on. Um, yeah, but we're gonna we we trust the process. Victor 
I think he's going to do some good. And then I'm going to go with the mullet, right? Like, I just love Cam Smith right now. I love that energy. I like what you had to say about the kind gentleman at the gas station in his short shorts filling up his tank, and that's who Cam Smith reminds you of. And, I like, to be quite honest, I like that. And then I was going to go Silent Assassin Cantley as well, but I'm going to go JT because i got to have one big hitter in, in the – in the lineup here you feel he's due for a bounce back week yeah absolutely like he was third last i think this week that was a tough look for him codes what do you got for me my man what metrics put all the (laughs) i put all the metrics into the blender we shuffled it up and this week we're going with people who got like who i just feel my buddy g out in bc said that he'd like to pick uh, his kids' names so that they'd have like a cool nickname, you know, like almost forcing hands. And yeah, so like one of his boys' name is Nathan, right? So Nate Dog, essentially. So this week I'm going with that sort of matrix. Nicknames rule the world. So my first pick for this week at the workday is going to be Rootin Tootin' Eric Van Rooten. Van Royen, is he playing? Wow. <laughs> is he playing? He's going to win. Uh, next up, I you got to have a big hitter, so I got to go with Justin Thomas, the tank engine. Yeah, Bubba Bubba Gump Watson, for sure. Erba. Yeah, he's getting masters ready. Right, it's time to kick it up. WGC event. This ain't no, this ain't no hobby. And last pick, I'm gonna go with Matthew Wolf, Wolfman. I like that. I like that. All right, that's solid. Um... Ooh, now we get into a total free for all when it comes to the Puerto Rico Open. It, it's a ooh, it's a tough field to pick from, but uh, I'll start it. You up think here. you're looking at this list and you see Hassel? I see this as being easier choices <laughs> than the WGC event because there's a lot of nice players over yeah, there, for right? Sure. And I think I might have the winning formula. I'll be totally smiley. Uh, no, no, that that's asking to finish last. Uh, I'm going to start with Matt Wallace. Uh, I'm going Bads, Aaron Baddeley. I feel like he might just, that might be his win, then he'll never win again. I think that either one of these, any of these these guys could be that. Uh, Roberto Castro and Brendan Grace, who has actually been playing well lately. So I think that might be a sneaky backdoor top five. Tombo? Yeah, boys, this one, you know that these offshoot events are the players' picks, right? This is, I don't even really care about the WGC event. This is this is where I'm hanging my hat. Um, first pick, I'm going to go Sang Moon Bay. Like right? Going to go that direction. Second pick, and I'm kind of doing these on the fly, crunching some numbers, got some AI working in the background. Don't mind me while it just helps me pick. Then I'm going to go actually see a friend of the show that doesn't maybe know he's a friend of the show but he was a friend of mine at Los Santos Mr. Mark Hensby I'd like to see him high up on that leaderboard come Sunday because he's a good dude and it'd be nice to see him get a paycheck like that um third pick of the day we're gonna go Bo Hosler don't know why just because that story about him at the TaylorMade Kingdom when we had who was that that was on the show Darren Evans was talking yeah, Darren Evans talking about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. shout out to Bo Hosler. Let's see him get it done. And then why not just go with Mr. Patrick Rogers? Safe. Codes? 
easy peasy lemon squeezy i can't believe you left all these big cats on the table for me to just come take a bite out of puerto rico if you ain't picking appy barn rat you ain't even here to play gents because you know he loves puerto rico i'll take sang moon bay as well and this is where it gets tricky dicky this is where i don't know how mr tommy Ganey's playing but uh, there was a story about him last year. I can't remember what it was about, but for some reason, he seems like he's dangerous in Puerto Rico. So I'm going to go with Tommy Ganey. <laughs> do we want to we want to rehash that uh, scenario for everybody? <laughs> we got to cover that. And just because I I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm very interest, interested to listen to the uh, subpar podcast with Mr. Podrig Harrington. Fantastic pod for anyone who's not listened to that. I highly recommend that. Drew and Colt did a fantastic job with that, and it was sick hearing about the deep side of the Ryder Cup, like a little more to it. It was awesome. What was the craziest Uh, thing you learned? You know what was actually really interesting that he said that I did not ever really think about? Like He was like, yeah, I had like a four-hour meeting about the hats. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, like, fuck, New Era gave me like a full presentation on this. He's like, I know exactly when these were made and how they were made and how the MLB gave them the rights to do this. But the reason why they go so hard on the hats is because they need to find something that fits literally everyone. Like Rory all those years not wearing a hat. And he said to Rory and these guys, he's like, hey, you need to put on your hat. And he's like, well, why? He's like, because you don't have that logo on your head. So now anyone that finds that photo is going to use that for their own advertising and marketing because you don't have a logo on. So they can do anything with that photo. But if you have something on, now you need to find a way to use that. You might have to pay for that photo, whereas you probably wouldn't without the hat on. It's very interesting, like from the the back end, the business side of it, just thinking about that, interesting. No, it is very interesting because it's like, yeah, maybe we all know I can sometimes have trouble finding the right hat. Right. And it's just like, imagine they give you this one that just makes you look like a total douche. Right. Yep. Totally. And you're like, I can't wear that. That ain't good for my brand. That's exactly it. It was a good pod. Where's I, the everybody should go listen to that though. Like I had a, gained a lot more respect for Patty Harrington after that interview. Fantastic. Guys, a workhorse. Um, yeah. Thanks. Once again, those picks brought to you by, some friends of ours, some friends of ours that have some real nice clothes. The codes is actually wearing right now. Some goat track gear looking nice. He's got even got the sweats on, to be fair. So a pair that I want real bad. But a nice looking pair. I got a pair of extra, extra large that I can send your I'll way. I'll take them. I'll take them for sure. Um, but I do want to get into this. I know I tried to do earlier, but we kind of sidetracked. So I was listening to Andy Johnson and Jeff Ogilvie on the Friday podcast this week, and they brought up kind of an interesting conversation that I I just want to talk to you boys about it and see what your thoughts were on it. Jeff was talking about an event that was held at Sand Valley. They have a par three course called the Sandbox. And they held it. It was open to a bunch of different amateurs, ranging from college players to 10 handicaps, to, you know, scratch players, high handicaps even. And a four handicap won it against, like, you know, legit college players. Um, and it brought up the... The, you know, the conversational piece, like, is that something that golf is neat, that's needed in golf? Do something that completely eliminates the distance side of the game. Now, if you brought that on the PGA Tour and the PGA Tour held a 72-hole three, par three event, would that be something you're interested in? And would that kind of level out the playing field? Would that eliminate the elite players? 
once you get rid of distance. Because if you look at, like, the top ten, find me a, sh- a short guy. You know, like, is that something that you'd be interested in watching as a par three tournament? Tombo? I'm totally interested in watching it because I'm interested in just different variations of competition, right? Like, that's the one thing I like about golf in a way is, like, there are all these different, like, even going into the PNC Championship where you got the father-son combo, right? Like, Ryder Cup, President's Cup. We got those WGC match play events, right? Like, even the FedEx Cup playoffs, how, like, there is that roll over into the weeks of like okay and then the final week you start at minus 10 versus yet like i like the golf is taking that approach and i'd like to just see that continue and like because you never know what really gets people's attention it's like knowing that par threes for me are like some of the hardest damn holes in golf because it's like you don't really get to like leverage your power off the tee to get you in a good position to hit that second shot it's like you you start wherever the hell that is and it might be a 200 yard par three you got to hit the green and get down in two, right? Like, I like that angle. Well, like, the the comparison as well was, like, does Rory beat Zach Johnson from 150 in every time? Probably not. You know, like, a lot of these shorter guys are fantastic iron players from a shorter distance in. So, like, would, that's a good way to level it. Codes, what are your thoughts? First thing that you say that comes to mind is that then I would for sure be able to take Jer Bear down because he's way longer than me, but his short game is trash. But I think it goes back to like then exactly that you see these different the parent or the yeah the the um, yeah the parent son or whatever and all these different sort of it's kind of like making not golf for everyone make golf fun because golf is awesome. You see how many rounds and that's where like we kind of feel with GTSC is that you play so many regular rounds of golf on a Saturday, on a Sunday, on a Monday. Why not then get together and try and do something different, like a 666, like a scramble, like an alternate shot, not a something. And we've said it, Tom, that like, yeah, it's too bad you can't, when will it be the point where we can live stream even our own things in around here, like the PGA of Alberta. I'd love to tune in to the best ball tournament of the PGA of Alberta. Right? Like, why not, like, seeing those, like, not cool things, and it has nothing to do with PG Alberta, but par threes, different competitions, it's great for the game. And I think it just levels, not playing fields, but, yeah, I don't hit it 330 yards. Oh, exactly. And there were the, another part of that conversation they were having that kind of spawned into this was, like, adding things to grow the game, like, doing more stuff like that. Like, they, they talked to, Jeff was talking about this mixed event that was held down in Australia, like, and it was men and women playing, but they kind of made the tees so that essentially either person would be hitting the same club in. So say I'm hitting from 100 yards back or 50 yards back. When I get up to the lady that I'm playing with, up to her tee shot, we're still hitting like similar clubs coming in. And it's like, well, why couldn't you hold something like that, like with the PGA and the LPGA, to try and boost the brands of set? Like, I mean, you don't need to boost the PGA, but like, why wouldn't we see the LPGA players playing with, with the men in something that you could do like that? Like, surely you could figure out the, 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 t- the tease for that and sort something like that out. Like, that would be so sick to see. Like, why are we not seeing anything to grow the game like that? I think we're going to. I hope. I think it's just, I don't know. I've said it before. I'll say it again that there's a weird way when we start talking about things that they start to pop up and I bet you someone somewhere somehow is going to start listening to this and is going to be like, you know what? 
that is right. And Pays nailed it with that point of like great exposure for the LPGA to have a par three competition where it's like you two get like against the world essentially. And you got Lexi Thompson and although she doesn't really need the recognition, but like Natalie or Nellie Corda and the Corda sisters, like it just let's take that to the next level. Right. Like, like let's go. That, that's an interesting one actually is the par three side of it. If you held a mixed par three tournament, I'd be hard pressed to say that a guy might actually win that. Like those girls can putt. Yeah. And they stripe it. They, Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be a sick event. Like you're telling me that you're going to output in park. Probably not. Like if she's hitting it close, she's probably going to make it as long as it's not over no holes over two thirty, where she has the driver. But like if you're inside 200 and then I take her, I would. For sure. Well, I think you just nailed it. Where like, yeah, in a mixed event overseas, where it's like, yeah, like if you, and a par three would be the easiest one of all to like kind of calculate. Like, okay, men are hitting their seven irons, 195, 200 yards. Women hit their seven irons, 170, 165 type of thing, right? Like, that's what a WGC, just, a WGC should be. Yeah. Top fifty in the women's side, top fifty in the men's, hundred people, hundred player field, par three. Let's go. Yeah, imagine Big how purse. crazy that would be for women's golf if, like, the females took it down. And to play for a purse like that. This is something that you need to think of as well. So, coming in, let, let's look at even this week. Since this was an elevated status event, the purse was, like, I want to say just over eight or around eight. You have, like, eight this week. WGC is ten. The week after, you have... Arnold Palmer at like 12 or no 10 ish. Then you have the players at 15. Like you have so many purses that are like, you know, above eight. You're paying out so much money. Those ladies don't ever see purses like that. Why wouldn't you get them involved in something like that? You want to get in fucking play. Well, fight to get in the top 50. I, I just makes sense in my opinion. And I think we kind of mentioned earlier, the addition of Mike Wong jumping into the USGA that could seriously happen. A guy who took the LPGA to an, a status that it never even saw. It elevated that entire fucking product. So, just my thoughts, my little rant for the week. I love it. No, I got nothing. I got nothing. I was just going to say I like the rant, man. Just had to get out of it. I was just thinking of like some sort of like music or like outro where it would just be playing and be like, See pays is red. You know, something <laughs> like, you know, something. Anyway. We could do that. I could make something like that. Um, I think that's that's all I have tonight, to be honest, boys. I, I don't know what much, much more we want to cover on the Genesis. We made our picks. I think that was a good week. Fantastic to see Max p- pick up a second win. Had a couple tears shed myself, actually, when I saw him jerking up on, the, on that interview. That was tough. Nice that he's not afraid to meet Tiger. Hell yeah. Love I would it. love to meet Tiger, but on a side note, talking about getting emotional watching things, I'm just going to throw this one out there. I was, buddy Joseph Chen, friend of the show, Kate Moss, Bulldog, right? She's won two dog competitions as a Bulldog, and this guy is just the weirdest dog owner. Not the weirdest, but, like, super passionate about this, and it's, like, opening my eyes up to it. And the other day I was at his house after we were doing a photo shoot, and we were just on YouTube. Um watching all these dog competitions and I like almost started crying because I'm just like oh my goodness like how amazing would it be to have that relationship with your pup where it's like 
literally running around agility courses and then like breaking records like i don't know just emotional shit today i guess is the theme and like I, yeah shouldn't even have said that because we should have left it on let's get women. you up here bread man yeah something but we'll, i just we'll find you yeah. something it's cool stuff like that that keeps me going in life that's where yeah bud pat he got a new puppy right and that's what uh that's what his sweetheart Cher does is like trains dogs like search and like stuff like that like the bond that have like with the animals and into like a comp like people don't deserve dogs man like they were literally high-fiving each other after they ran the course and it's like oh my god like yeah people relationships get complicated and crazy and it's just like yeah like seeing that for a moment i was just like all oh, overcome with emotion but yeah that's it i love it I'm gonna go plaster some stickers and then make my way to phoenix here pretty soon but we'll be here for next week it's been good seeing you boys and then it's to the desert for the kid desert i love it okay boys well thank you very much for joining and thank you everybody for listening and um good chat as always and we will chat with you guys next week after the wgc and the cursed puerto rico open thank you everybody.